0: All right, let me ask you a question. Do you want to be a person who carries the presence of God? Amen. Another question. Do you want to be a person who operates in the power of God? Amen. Good. Well, then this will be good for us because I was asking the Lord As I do most weeks, it's every week that I bring a word. I'm like, God, what do you want to say like now to this group of people? I'm not just picking out things out of the air of what we're going to talk about. I'm like, God, what are you saying to us on this Sunday, today? Um, And he answered with a clear, simple instruction for us as individuals and as a community And if you learn to do this one simple thing, you will carry the presence of God and you will operate in the power of God, right? What is it? What did he say? Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. I feel like that is the word of the Lord for our community right now. We must be people who wait upon him who can be still and silent before him. It's something that's getting lost very quickly in our generation. The world that we're living in is doing us a disservice in terms of our capacity to wait upon the Lord because we're always, I feel like we're conditioned to be thinking about a million things at once and doing multiple things at once, right? And even when we come to spend time with the Lord, it's like I've got my checklist. I'm going to pray in the Spirit, and then I'm going to read the Word, and then I'm going to, you know, pray for other people, and then I might pray for myself, and then I'm going to soak on the floor. It's like we've still got this big checklist that we're working through, and they're all good things. I'm not saying those are bad things. They're awesome things, and we need to do those things, right? But we need to learn to just wait, just wait upon him because you'd be surprised about how, how much more awesome all of those other things can be when you're doing it with him, right? With his presence. All right, Scripture has a lot to say about this, more than I thought. So we'll just have a little look. Isaiah 40, 31, you've probably heard this one. But they who what wait for the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint Hello amen <laughs> Siri's going to preach for us today. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> it was following. Praise God. <laughs> amen. 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 Hallelujah. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Now the Holy Spirit lives in us because we're born again, right? Yes. So what are we waiting for? We can also access the manifest presence of God. Where you where you experience him with your body, right? We need to live for that. His presence. I don't just want to be doing a bunch of Christian things without his presence. I want my time with him to be full of him. Not just a checklist of things to do, like I already said. When he comes, I encounter perfect love. Right? In his peace is what? Full, uh, in his presence is what? fullness of joy. He is the prince of peace. He carries all wisdom and understanding. In his presence, the cares of the world. And my, like all of the things that I'm worried about, they just disintegrate. I'll enter that place with all of these things. And then when his presence comes, they don't matter anymore. Because the king's in the room. It's not just a, he's not just this theology that I have sitting up here. He's real. He's in the room with me right so we need to try it this way wait upon the lord when he comes together we read the word together we pray in his presence you'll be far more effective it'll be it'll be much much better We receive what sort of strength when we wait upon the Lord? It's a spiritual strength. It's a spiritual strength. Why? Like I already said, because the God of the universe is there with you. The word wait in the Greek is kwawa. For those taking notes, Q A W A. And the funny little A's with the thing on top. Listen to this. It means to bind together. So when you wait on the Lord, you are binding yourself together with the Lord. That's cool, hey. It also means to expect. To expect. When you sit there, when you go into your room and close the door and sit there, I don't know where you sit, where your spot is, do you actually expect that you are going to encounter the presence of God? Do you expect that God's going to come into the room and meet with you and have fellowship with you? Do you expect that? It's a good question. Uh, What else does it mean? To look eagerly for to be eager to be looking for right this is talking about our heart posture as we're waiting for him to tarry it means that we don't give up when it's gone for 5 minutes or 10 minutes and we're not feeling anything or we're not we're not sensing that he's near sometimes we just we just give up way too early. We're like, oh, well, that doesn't work. Move on to the next thing. You know? We've got to be people who learn to tarry and wait. Why can we wait in expectation for the Lord? Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. <laughs> We've been talking about the blood, hey. I'm just deciding. One of my favorite scriptures is Hebrews 10:19. It says, "Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by what? The blood of Jesus, By the new and living way that he opened up for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. So because of the blood of Jesus, you can draw near to God and you can expect that when you wait for for him, he will come. Amen? It's good. It's good news. His blood forever speaks on our behalf. Sorry if you missed that podcast. That was a good one. It didn't get recorded. It didn't work. But forever, the blood of Jesus says over you, you are redeemed. You are cleansed. You are justified. You are sanctified. You can draw near. It forever speaks a better word on your behalf. And the enemy hates you pressing into the Lord. He hates you waiting on the Lord. He's not actually scared of Christians who have their checklist and go and do Christian things but never meet with him. The devil's not scared of that. But man, if you're actually having communion with the Lord, if you actually like meet with him, Man, he, the devil will be right there distracting, throwing whatever he can at you. Doubt, distractions. I love the way that Dan Moller talks. If you haven't ever listened to Dan Moller preach, get on it. It's good for you. It's just good for you. It's a good, like, slap in the face, believe the gospel. Uh, If ever I'm having a bad day, I just, I haven't listened to Dan Moller and I'm like, come on, Naomi, come on. Right? But when he, when the Lord saved him and he got a revelation of having access to intimacy with God and he realized who he was and all of that stuff, he would go into his bedroom to meet with the Lord and he'd open the door and close the door and be like here I am here I am God I'm so excited to meet with you He would go with his heart expecting that the God of the universe was going to draw near to him and he would and he still does and he will for you right It's important that we believe that. It's important that we believe, right? There's a scripture in James that talks about a double-minded man. Do we know that one? Did I put that in the thing? Oh, yeah. It's actually in context. This scripture is talking about wisdom. If anyone lacks wisdom, he should ask God, right, who gives generously, and it says, uh, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without, repro- without reproach, and it will be given to him. Verse 6, but let him ask in what? Faith. Say that, Say that with more conviction. Let him ask in faith. With no, what? Doubting. With no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Now this verse isn't specifically talking about drawing near to God, but the principle of accessing God, by what? Faith absolutely applies to going into your room and having confidence to sit there and wait for the Lord. We need what to do that? Faith. We need to know that we can sit there for as long as it takes and that He will come, right? Because that's what the Word says we have access to. Amen? All right. So Isaiah 40:31 in the Amplified says this, which I really enjoyed. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, who look for and hope in Him, will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God, like eagles, rising towards the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. It's good, eh? It's for those who wait. Those who wait upon the Lord. Right? They will run and not become weary. Does that mean I can go with desire and run 20 kilometers and be amazing? No. (laughs) It means you can run in the lane that he's ordained for you. In the plans and purposes that he's he's marked your life with, you can run and not grow weary. Because there'll be grace for that lane. There'll be grace for you to run in the lane that he's, he's marked you for. What do you need to keep running? What do you need to not burn out? You need to be in his presence, you need to wait upon the Lord. That's where you get instruction. If there's any major thing that happens for this church, it comes from me waiting on the Lord and, and just posturing myself to wait upon him until he says, I want you to do this or I want you guys to whatever. Like, that's how we have to live. Amen? All right, some more. Psalm twenty seven fourteen. wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take what? Courage. Wait for the Lord. Don't give up before God shows up. <laughs> take courage. Take courage. Don't give up before God shows up. Psalm 37, 7, be still. Before the Lord and wait patiently for him. (laughs) We don't like it, do we? We don't like being patient. It's good to wait. It's good to wait on him. Psalm 62:1. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. We've got to learn to get our soul to wait upon the Lord. Sometimes our body will be waiting and our minds racing. And our emotions are all over the shop. It's like actually no soul we're singing today. Bless the Lord all oh my soul. And let all that's within me shout out. Sometimes you've got to sit there and be like shut up soul. And wait upon the Lord. Be quiet. Be silent, be still and wait upon him. Because why? Why would we do that? From him comes my salvation. That word is yes, Yeshua, salvation there. And it means health, deliverance, welfare, prosperity, victory, salvation, right? These are all the things on our list. Usually they're all the things that we want to tell him about. How about we just wait upon him? And he'll sort those things out because all those things come from him. Psalm 130, verse 5. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I hope. My soul waits for the Lord. There's our soul again being told what to do. You will wait. Wait. Lamentations 3. Just a few more. 25 to 26, the Lord is good to those who what? Wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Hmm. Zechariah two thirteen. be silent all flesh before the Lord. For he has roused himself from his holy dwelling. When you are silent, he is lifted up. Out of his heavenly dwelling, he comes and meets with us. Right? When you're silent, when you're still. Last one, Psalm 46, 10. We know this one. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I would like to propose to you that you won't fully know God until you learn to be still. Why? Why do we be still? After the Lord had told me about <clears throat> um, just... this this instruction to wait upon the Lord, Um, a podcast came on randomly and it was Benny Hinn. I never listened to Benny Hinn. The fiery old man of God. Guess what he was talking on? Waiting on the Lord. And he said this, The fullness of the Spirit and waiting are inseparable. You cannot be full of the Spirit if you are too busy. There you go, from Pastor Benny Hinn, thank you. In the waiting, your flesh dies. Praise God. It's good for our flesh to die. It's a good thing. Psalm 25, verse 5. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. We read that and our flesh goes, please don't take all day, God. I don't have all day. I don't want to wait all day. Do we really need to wait all day? If that's, if that's what it takes. How serious are you about being a person that carries the presence of God and carries the power of God. There's a cost to being to being the person that carries the presence of God and carries the power of God. Jesus said, Count the cost. That's for you and the Lord to work out. Who's heard of Edward Miller? Anyone, anyone? Alright, so Argentine revival started with one man who would wait on God. Edward Miller was a pastor. His church had seven people in it. He'd been pastoring for nearly 45 years and only seen three people saved in that whole time. He would go out on the streets evangelizing, handing out tracts. He tried to um, run a big revival tent meeting. No one came Right, talk about discourage, like, discouragement city, right? <laughs> anyway, he was like, after the, the failed revival that he tried to, to, to make happen, he's like, I'm, I've just got to seek God. I've got to wait on the Lord. I've got to pray. I've got to do something different. I need God. And so he goes into this little room upstairs and he seeks the lord he's like for 8 hours every day i'm going to be in this room and i'm going to fast and pray and wait on the lord and after 8 days he did that and he's he's wrestling with questions and like imagine just sitting in a room for 8 days waiting on god and all of the doubt and, you know, the enemy would have a field day, right? And he's just wrestling with everything. On the last day of that, that first week period, the Spirit of God drew near and asked him, what are you doing, Edward? And he answered, I'm fasting and praying for revival, and the lord answered an empty stomach is not the coin of heaven but rather the blood of jesus and so then he continued to pr- to just wait upon the lord and days and days and weeks went by nothing 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 significant he put a date he was like You need to, something needs to happen, God, by this date and this time. If not, I'm going back to doing it the old way. The date came and went. He was, he felt bitter, he felt disappointed. He gets up and he stuffs tracks back in his pocket and he goes back on the street to hand out tracks. And and just do what he'd been doing. Right? Listen to this. This is such a big story. I'm condensing it as much as I can, and I'm not going to tell you all of it. But <clears throat> he goes downstairs, he's about to leave. There's a knock on the door. There's a man at the door with his 14 year old son. And the dad's like, Can you help me with my son? And so he invites him inside. And Edward asked him a few questions. The Spirit of God falls on this young boy. He repents, gets born again, right? And then Edward's, uh, I think the Lord said something to him like, I will bring them to you. You just go and wait for me. Something like that, the Lord said, right? So Edward's back up in his room. For three months, he waited on the Lord Heavenly encounters, like the spirit, just meeting with the presence of the Lord, right? And then from that place, the Lord gave him instruction, which then turned into the Argentine revival. It was massive. Crazy, hey. Will you wait? Will you wait on him? You know, there's another example of waiting in Scripture. When Jesus, just before he left the earth, what was his instructions to the disciples? Wait. Wait for power, right? Now, if we read 1 Corinthians 15, 5-7 and Acts 1-4, to We see that Jesus appeared to around about 500 people in flesh, so he would have told them to wait, right? Guess how many waited? 24%. 120. 380 people missed out on the Holy Spirit. Falling because they wouldn't wait. Oh. Imagine being that person. Imagine imagine having seen the risen Jesus, being told to wait, and then you just couldn't you couldn't go through with it. it make you hungry? <laughs> does it make you hungry to wait? It makes me hungry. It provokes me to want to wait upon the Lord. Um, how How do you wait? How do you do it? What does it look like? It's up to you. You can wait in silence. I prefer, I like to have music on but just like instrumental spirit-filled music just playing softly and I'll wait I'll sit on my bed and I'll have my bible and I'll have my stuff and I'll wait and I'll quieten my mind and my soul and and if distractions come what do I do flick go away lick them away. If you need to write something down to get it out of your brain, write it down, go back. I'm just going to wait for you, Lord. The other day, I was waiting upon the Lord, and I feel like this is a, a good little key for you as well. I was waiting upon the Lord, and I felt the Lord say to me, Naomi, what do you think of me? And so I started thinking about the Lord, and I thought about not only his goodness and his kindness, but I thought about how he placed the stars in the sky, about how he's everywhere all the time, about how there's, there's nothing hidden from his sight. I thought about his love. I thought about how he knits people together in the mother's womb. And as I like was thinking about his majesty, his holiness, his glory, I thought about him being seated in heaven, in the heavenly places. I thought, I just thought about the atmosphere of heaven, where he is. You know, as I started to think about all of these things, his presence right there, right in my room. I'm a bawling mess. When, he, when his presence comes, I'm a mess on the floor. And and then from that place, it's like, oh, there you are. What do you want to do today? What do you want to do today, Father? Because we just want to get our checklist done. But sometimes he's like, no, I've got a different plan for us. Let's go for a walk. Or, you know, let's read through Romans or let's do whatever. Like, Let's have a journal. I've got some questions to ask you. I've got something to teach you. Anyway, I hope that's helpful. (laughs) Hope that's helpful. And I feel like we're all wired differently. So you find what works for you. You learn. It it takes discipline to to settle down your soul and your mind and to wait. It's a discipline. But we can do it in hope and confidence and expectation. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. That's that's why we have to be grounded in that truth. Right? So when doubt comes, you can do what? Flick it away. No, I can come. I can come because I'm a child of, of the most high God. I can come because I'm Him, I'm His, I'm purchased, I'm forgiven. <sighs> Praise God. How about we take our communion?